0: Hello, and welcome to the Home Assistant Podcast. My name is Phil. Joining me as usual, I've got Rohan. Hello, Rohan. How's it going? Hey, good. And today, we are joined by Ryan. Hey, Ryan. Hello. This episode of the Home Assistant Podcast is brought to you by Home Assistant Cloud by Nabucasa. Easily access your local Home Assistant instance remotely for a small monthly fee that supports the Home Assistant and ESP Home projects. Configuration is done via the user interface, so there's no fiddling with router settings. SSL certificates, or any YAML. I think I did that without almost more than most of the uh, stuff up there, but that's okay. Um, Thank you, you. Ryan, welcome to the show. Uh, It's been a couple of attempts to get you on. We've had power blackouts, internet outages, uh, schedule conflicting. Yeah, 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 exactly. We've had it all, right? Um, Um, So yeah, thank you for bearing with us. Welcome to the show finally. Um, Yep. So maybe give us a quick intro on who you are, whereabouts, the where world you're from, and how you got here. Sure.
1: Uh, so uh, I'm Ryan. I've uh, been into Home Assistant for quite a while. I've been doing home automation for, you know, tw- 12 years probably now. Started with X10 and, you know, moved uh, through almost every technology between there and now. And uh, yeah. a couple years ago, about, uh, you know, really seriously, yet last year, but, you know, started a YouTube channel and uh, been growing steadily ever since. Um, so, my focus primarily is teaching people uh, smart home tech. You know, I do reviews, I do stuff like that, but a lot of it is like in-depth how-to guides. On you know, I have one on setting up Home Assistant for people who, because people would constantly ask me, "How do I set that up?" You know, and so just okay, make a video, show people how to do it. Um, I have a background; I'm, I'm in IT um, engineering, in IT, so I, I, I've been good about how to explain things to people. So I, I that's kind of what started the whole. Hey, you should do a YouTube. So.
2: Nice. Uh, nice, and I'm
1: I'm from middle of middle of the United States, dead center, so Kansas City, Missouri area, so <laughs> right Lovely. smack dab in the middle of the United States. <laughs> so, funny. being like a YouTuber that's done, you know, all
0: these you know, how-to videos, have you how do you find like um, having to keep them up to date? I guess with, but maybe particularly, especially in the early days, I know when. Um, uh, like a few YouTube, like very early days, like before the, you know, yearly release, like, you know, zero point, whatever release, Um, things would change so often. And a lot of people complain, oh, you can't look at that video anymore. Things have changed yeah. too much. Have you had to go back and, and revisit any videos? Um,
1: I've updated it mostly because either the service is gone or something has changed. I mean, obviously in the world of the cloud, you know, one second, yeah. they pull the rug out from under you. So, it, or, you know, like for example, uh, you know, some of the how-to guides I do, like on Wise, the Wise cameras, they've now no. removed the RTSP firmware. It's not available anymore. So, that's those are the videos. And so, there's some videos that have kind of been superseded by other videos. But for the most part, they're like, you know, installing Home Assistant is going to be the same today as it is, you know, a year ago sure. uh, until they come out with some way of, you know, I guess instead of using Extra now you can use the built in home assistant flasher, which is easier, or a yeah. Raspberry Pi flasher, it's part of that now. But for the most part, you know, it's pretty ubiquitous, but there are definitely are updates, you know, as things change. And I have a few videos that were about a specific version and those obviously people don't care about now. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Makes sense. That's cool. What uh, I mean, like, was it really just the people asking you all the time to be like, "Hey, you know why uh, or how do I do this?" Like, is that is that really what got you into it? Like, are there is there was there any other like things that you were like, "Hey, you know, it'd be kind of cool to to do a whole YouTube thing, right?"
1: Yeah, I mean, I I started so uh, it actually kind of started with uh, the company I worked at before this one that I'm my day job, right? They uh, we were doing um uh, we were actually featured in a, a TV show called Make Forty Eight. It was like a uh, with PBS kind of thing, you know, public broadcasting system here in America. Uh, And they, it was like, they had a competition show where people came up with ideas and in 48 hours, they would turn it into an ID, an ID eight, turn it into a prototype, like a rough prototype. And so they came to us, we were manufacturers. So they came to us to actually manufacture this piece of electronics. So we were featured in an episode. So I actually got to be in the episode and play around with a little bit and talking to the guys. And I said, Hey, I've got this idea, you know, for a a smart, you know, smart home show uh, based off the old, this old house, yeah. Uh, TV show, right? So this smart house—that's where the name of the ch- channel comes from. And so he's like, "Oh, that's a great idea!" Da, da, da. And I kind of shelved it for a while. And then I read uh, Gary Vanderchuck's book on, like, you know, one of his books on uh, crushing it. I think it was "Crush It" or "Crushing It." One of those two. And it was like, yeah, okay, I could, I could actually turn this into something, right? Even though, because so I figured it's too niche. Who's going to want to learn smart home stuff, right? You know, it's, it's, it's too complicated. It's too whatever. And so, but then that was, that was sort of the. uh the genesis of that. Okay, well, let's just throw something together. So I put my phone on a tripod and recorded my first video, and you know, it actually it was like I recorded it and then didn't make another video for a year later, and then yeah. another <laughs> video, and then it was six months, and then it was three months, and then finally in like in April of last year, it was just like, okay, I'm going to do this part time. I'm going to you know try to squeeze yeah. it in between kids and job and all that good stuff. So
2: yeah, yeah, it's it's like our blog post, except opposite, where it's spaced out longer between blog posts for me yeah. and my kids, yeah. but. That's funny. No, that's cool though. So, so what really got you into the smart home? So, like, we kind of got the idea of how you got into the the Mm -hmm. making videos about smart home. But what got you into the smart home itself?
1: You know, I'm always a sci-fi fan. You know, you've always wanted. You know, obviously now everyone wants to be Tony Stark, but before that, it was like the Jetsons, and you know, you were like, I I want all this. Yeah, and I've always been a tech nerd, right? I've always liked to play with the latest gadgets and stuff like that. So, sure, uh, yeah, much of my wife's chagrin, you know, I've got piles of stuff back here. I've got to look, I've got to play with. I've got Amazon boxes showing up almost every day of stuff to play with. But you know, I've always been that yeah. kind of stuff. So, played with that, and then when I got into my first house, I was like, okay, well, let's play with it. Of course, back then the technology was just, you know, awful <laughs> in comparison to yeah. now. You know, there yeah, There was a couple yeah, of yeah. standards. There was a couple of things you could do, and it never really worked back then but i kept playing with it and kept trying the new you know i even had a version i was there's an old uh, called m control which was running on a windows media server like those old windows media servers back in the day i had one running, so it just played with it in different iterations and finally when vera came out that was the first actual platform that worked that had a you could do this and this and then they tie these things together and so it almost feels like a, a predecessor to home assistant except for obviously it wasn't as open as home assistant is and that was sort of like okay, this can actually do something. This can actually work. That was the first time my wife yeah. was like, "Oh, this is really cool. <laughs> it actually works." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's like what,
0: what's that hub that Google killed? It was like a Kickstarter. Was it? I'm going to say Revolut out. hub. Uh, oh, there was a Yeah. Was, oh, yeah. Uh, oh was, my gosh!
2: It's I know. It's, like it's so well like, it, It's like a green. Yeah. Like,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I just remember that like being as one of the very first. Uh, hubs of, you know, that was designed to be, you know, bringing all uh, different systems in, right? Um, Yeah. But, yeah, I think Google brought it out and killed it off and then it became...
1: That's, yes. One what, what of the problems that we have these days is, you know, every time it used to be like, oh man, like Ring, Ring gets bought by Amazon. Well, that's going to be great. And then you're like, you know, that's where things go yeah. to die, right? <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> they,
0: they package yeah. it and move it off. And, you know, so, so this episode is probably going to be like released. This is going to be old news by the time this episode comes out. But I heard today yeah. that um, Amazon just bought out
1: Roomba. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. iRobot. I, I, I saw that.
0: Yeah. I, sorry. Yeah. Um, Like, crazy, right? Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's going to be an interesting, I mean, it makes sense, right? There, And and I'm not an Amazon, I mean, I'm an Amazon person, but I'm a Google, we're a Google home. I've got way too many Google assistant devices in my house. Like you literally yell the code word and you hear about 20 beeps (laughs) in the house. It's, it's bad. Right. (laughs) Yeah. So, but you know, I've, after today's announcement or this yesterday's announcement about the, I, I alluded to it earlier, the whole IFTTT them them kind of crippling the Google Assistant. I'm like, I might be switching to Amazon now because that was that was it really hacked me off that they they decided to remove uh, some features that were I, I've been using like hardcore in my home my my smart home stuff. So, but that's really cool that they're buying that. It'd be really interesting to see how that's going to turn out.
2: Yeah, I I I don't know. My my I I suspect that it's going to be. Very similar to a lot of other Amazon acquisitions, which is not a whole lot of stuff. I mean like they they like iRobot hadn't really innovated a whole lot. I mean, like if you look at what they initially did, it was actually really cool, right? Yeah. Yeah. They were the first and first and best. T- totally. Right? Like it's it's they they were the first in the market with it. And now I mean they came up with the like the one like that like self removes like all oh, the mm-hmm. cleans itself yeah. out, whatever, yeah. fine. But a lot of other guys have that too, right? And a lot of other, a lot of other companies have that. So it's like, and they
1: do it, and it's less expensive. And it's, I, I get a lot. I mean, that's yeah. one of the things I do a lot of. I get a lot of requests to review on is robots, and you know, I've got a couple of self-emptying ones I played with, and I, I haven't, I haven't, don't have a Roomba, so I can't compare it. But it's like yeah. it self-empties, right? It works. It's and it's half the price yeah. of Roomba. So I think that's probably to me. It seems like that'll be maybe the the price point will cut down. But iRobot seems like a fairly large company, so I don't know. Yeah. If they're gonna get, if the manufacturing costs are gonna drop since they're gonna be under Amazon or whatever. But.
2: Well, I think it's a lot. Of, a lot of it might be also for the IP behind it, right? Like mm-hmm. they've got a mm-hmm. bunch of patents. I know at one point it was anybody that had a robot vacuum product had to pay uh, iRobot License for their fee. licensing, yeah. exactly. So, yeah. but maybe, maybe that's what it is. I don't know, but. Um, I just think it's I, I think it's interesting because again, not a ton of stuff comes out of Amazon. Like it doesn't go any faster or anything like that. You assume yeah. a large company means okay, more resources or you know they want to do something with it, but. I don't know. Uh,
1: I call it. I call it now. You're going to start seeing robots with Alexa on top of it. So you could say, you know, so it's going to <laughs> roll. Right. You'll you'll, get, you'll say the code word and it'll drive into the room and have the screen and look at you. Because yeah. that's my right. mother-in-law has one of those ten-inch ones that move, which is kind of freaky. <laughs> I was just
0: about to say, yeah, they already do that, right? Like they, they yeah. follow you around the room. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just going to follow you in. Wasn't there that? Wasn't that there? There a robot that somebody a Kickstarter they did that had that where it would like follow you around. Yeah, yeah, it was like a
0: a personal assistant would follow you around. uh Yeah, I think that got killed off too. From memory, well,
2: I mean, Elon's Elon's making the essentially the like iRobot as a company, as as in like the movie kind of style, right? Like actually, yeah, yeah. human arms, legs, and as like a assistant or something like that. So. That'd be, the, that'd be interesting. Skynet coming real. One here. of my
1: family's favorite movies to watch as a family is the Mitchells versus the machines on Netflix movies. Have okay. you watched that Seen that movie? I haven't. No. It's an, it's an anime. It's great. It's same people did, did uh, Enter the spider verse, the animated yeah. one. It's excellent. It's great. But anyway, that was, that's the, the plot of that is this kind of misfit family goes up against I, the iRobot you know, from, from like Isaac yeah. Asimov, like that, like they go up against the robot revolution. It's really, it, you you would definitely appreciate it if you haven't seen it. On Netflix, oh, I it's great. It. It's good for even even for adults. I love watching it. There's a lot of jokes. There's a lot of like, yeah. It, basically, it's being taken over by the smart assistant. She they, they develop a smart assistant. And he throws it away, and then she takes over. And, it, and that's the the plot of the movie. It's really it's a good one. So anyway, that's that's a fun one to watch. That's
0: I um, I really want one of those Tesla robots. Um, I just I, I don't know. I just I want one, right? I don't know what I would do with it. I don't have any manual work that I need to be mm-hmm. done. Like, but.
1: Have one, right? I want one. I Just want, I want to have one. I, yeah. I want a self-driving car. I want you. I want all that.
0: Yeah, yeah, One at all. Yeah, I welcome yeah, the artificial, sure.
1: overlords. Like the artificial <laughs> overlords. Bring them on, all right? Just as long as they're nice. Yeah. yeah, as long as they're they're at least nice to us. That's why you should be nice, right? That's why you get to teach your kids to say thank you to to your your assistant. So when they take over, you don't get <laughs> yeah. on the list. <laughs> That's it. You don't make the naughty list.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. All right, so you started with uh, X10. Um, I guess you then got the, the Vera. What are you yeah, using? Yeah, so I, I had X10, and promises, then I had yeah?
1: a, I had a, a Z stick for a little while on that mm. M control software, but it didn't do very gotcha. well. I did Instion yep. for quite a while, so I've been in off Insteon. I actually have a box full of gear in the basement that i pulled from my last house when we moved here that i never reinstalled and i was sad to see about that but that was really cool that they actually are, like they're buying out the ip and, and yeah that's kind of a like i almost feel like there should be in it and people are going to say you know, you know putting laws on people but you should almost have to have a law that says if you sell a product and you go out of business or whatever it is, you have to open source your software so that way these devices don't turn into e waste. I mean, it's
0: yeah, it's interesting. because like, I don't know what the law's like um, in other countries, but for here, like car manufacturers, right? Like, you have to, like, if you're gonna close uh, your business down, um, if you've sold a car in the market, you have to have like X amount of years of spare parts uh, yeah. and uh, support for that vehicle, right? Um, just you can't just go out of business. So, surely there has to be something that could be done. Um, yeah. for you know technology
1: right exactly i mean of course it's gonna be so difficult because you've got a lot of tech coming out of different countries you know out of the china market so it's a, but at least the, yeah. you know for major companies like google right they can't they wouldn't be able to just abandon a piece of hardware and say guess what it's a brick now you know well you know great i've got 12 of them in my house what the hell am i going to do with them now throw them in the trash can so yeah yeah, exactly. And it would be great to have that either software open sourced or even the, maybe even the hardware design open source. So you could like, oh, I, I broke a piece. I can 3D print it now, you know, and, and and so, yeah, that's why I like the ZigBee. I mean, ZigBee and Z-Wave protocols, you know, because of I, I, I'm a very big fan of yeah. I love Z-Wave and ZigBee. I like ZigBee, too, because it's just like Philips Hue, they trash your, your hub. What are you going to do? I'll just put them on Zigbee MQTT, and now you're done. You've got it, you know, you know it's never gonna go away because it's open source at this stage. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Insteon was actually funny because it started out as pure local. Like it was so old that it went through a few iterations of PLMs and PLCs, and and then all of a sudden they're like cloud, and then it was like, you know, <laughs> it's <laughs> it's good gear too. Like I love I had an Insteon keypad that it was in my, my, my old basement where you could walk downstairs and hit one button. And then these lights would turn to the you know, movie mode would turn on. It was, it was really nice, but it, you know, now <laughs> it went cloud. And then all of a sudden it's like, well, now you depend on it.
0: Yeah, that's right. So what are you running in home assistant now? Like what are technology, obviously, you no know, X10, but you've got Zigbee, Z wave. What other, what else is in your smart home tech stack? I could say,
1: Oh, let me bring up the integrations tab. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's it. Yeah. That's it. Well,
1: when i record videos i have a second home assistant instance i have a dev instance on running as a virtual machine mm-hmm. and i try to use it but then i forget to update it so when i go sit down to record i'm like oh it's not updated and it doesn't have this and this so i end up having to blur out half of my integrations tab cuz it's got my email address and stuff all over it you know things like that so um i have you know for the for the primary technologies it's zigbee and z-wave are the, are the main ones i have a couple of different z-wave net, or zigbee networks because of Try, I, I've got a, a dedicated a car one that I've been playing with because I just did a review on some car gear. Um, all of my Hue stuff's been integrated in now, so it's all it's all in the Zigbee two MQTT. Um, I do have a few, a few Wi-Fi plugs here and there. Um, you know, a few of them have been uh, what Taz modified or, or converted over to ESP Home. So I've got a lot of ESP Home stuff. There's a lot of network stuff on here as well. Um, do I do have some HomeKit gear? Just because I've got I've got it to play with. And it's one thing I say about HomeKit is there's a lot of things that only integrate through HomeKit. And since Home Assistant can speak HomeKit, it integrates it right in. So like this Akara hub I just did a review on, it goes right in, it, it requires nothing. There's no, a car, didn't have to do anything because it's home. It's HomeKit, right? It has that, which I Matter cool. will do that as well, right? Because it supports that standard, it goes through there, so. As a yeah, non-Apple
0: I mean, I, user, like I'm Android, I am starting to look for that HomeKit logo just because I know mm-hmm. it will support local control, right? Um, and I don't have to worry about, you know, local to you or anything like that. I just know it's going to work.
1: 100% Android here. I, I have an iPad and I've got a, a MacBook for work, but always been. I mean, I've been Android since you know Cupcake, right? Way back when. And but yeah. And then I, I see that now. And before I kind of dismissed it. And now I'm like, no, no, that's really good. I like to see that that's actually in there because I can play with it. And then I've got Homebridge set up, so I've got a bunch of stuff integrated through that, which is pretty nice as well. Um, big. I've been really been getting into MQTT. Like I really like MQTT for yeah. a variety of things. I, I use it to store variables. Uh, I just did a video where I've got my my car. Just any car, right? Yeah. Uses I can upload, uh, you know, fuel data. I can upload uh, miles per gallon where it's located, you know, all that stuff using an ODB2 reader through MQTT, which is kind of nice.
0: That's nice. What What are you using to do that just out of curiosity? Is there a it's, particular um, port that you got or are you using like Tracker or something?
1: Using Torque T R U Q U E on it's a it is an old app like it is a like it's been around for ten years almost nice. it looks yeah. like it too but it's it, it works really well and there is a native integration with Home Assistant but it didn't work for me and so I did a workaround on this video but a few users have reported it does have a direct integration where it will actually upload you can set the URL and it'll upload it into your Home Assistant environment so the yeah the the Torque I actually have it. It's, it's really complicated in mind, but it like writes to a CSV file on my phone, and then Tasker puts that into the cloud for me. So it, 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 Torque, you know, it, it's basically just designed to pull data out of an ODB2 reader, any cheap, you know, fifteen dollar Amazon ODB2 reader, it'll pull the data out. But it does have an, a native integration that will upload to Home Assistant. But that didn't work uh, depending on your SSL certificates and things like that. If you have Nabu right. Casa, it won't work. Um, so I developed another method that actually writes a CSV file and then Tasker, which if you haven't used Tasker, it's extremely powerful. On Get on it. Yeah. 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 It's, it's, I, I, I could probably have an entire channel just dedicated to Tasker cause it's so powerful. I have, I think, I think I have 70 active profiles on my phone, nice. but it'll wow. read that data and it'll put it into home assistant. So, you know, I, I've got like, I can sit when I set my phone on the charger at night, It tells Home Assistant to shut the shades, turn off the lights downstairs, you know, all that good stuff.
0: So, do you have a uh, like a a SIM card in that port in your phone that can then upload data to the cloud? I'm guessing, or whoever it gets into. It uses my
1: phone. It uses okay. Android, that uses my actual So, my phone has to be in the car. Right. I did look into some other solutions for that. Like, I was trying to maybe build a Raspberry Pi using like a Pi W and then have yeah. it log the data on board. And then when you get home, it would upload the data to, to, to there. Yeah. Or if you wanted to use your Wi Fi yeah. or whatever.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Because I think what was that Automate product that mm-hmm. they just banned? Another one that just went straight into the bin, right? Yep, uh, yep exactly. Similar to that. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. I'll have to check that out. I'm trying to get, get some car data in time system just for the data, right? Just, you know, yeah. just, cause, just, right? for, yeah. just because that's if
2: that's half it, of,
1: right? that's half of home automation is because I can. <laughs>
2: yeah,
1: yeah I, I've so, got a nice fuel gauge on my like, on my dashboard in a home assistant. I can bring it up and it has a fuel gauge that tells me how much gas is left in my car. That's and, cool. you know.
0: If anything for that, just to say, when the fuel gets to this level, tell me, remind me to go get petrol exactly. car yep. and make sure it's on a cheap day. You know, you look at, you know, APIs of mm. prices around town, when it's cheapest, and yeah, tell me where to go. That's my eventual goal. Yeah,
2: yeah. Well, yeah you, might, you might also. I, said, I was going to say, you might also want to say like, hey, it set my alarm like five minutes earlier, so you have the time to get up, mm-hmm. go, sure. and yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. go get gas, right?
1: I did that for a while. I had I was using an app called Dash, and it had a mm-hmm. uh, IFTTT integration, and it would say if the fuel level is below a certain amount, then it would send me a notification yeah. at six a.m. the next day. And it was like, ah, okay, I need to get up early and go to work and fill up my car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's cool.
2: But that's neat. So what? What? Um, what else? Uh, what else are you doing? And uh, like, what are some of your favorite automations?
1: Like, so uh, I, I, I kind of, I just did a video, kind of where I, I, I talked about some of my favorite auto- simple, like very simple automations. The yeah. my favorite one is the is walking into the bathroom and having the lights turn on. Like it's just it's yeah. so simple, yeah. but it's that sort of stuff just makes you feel like the the actual automation automations. Like that's the part that I think most people would like to get to where i don't have to touch home assistant i just want to you know set it up to where i i I, you know i walk downstairs in the morning if it's after a certain time if it's before 5 a.m like i have to let the dog out or something only certain lights come on if it's the sun's coming up it actually turns all the lights on and opens all my shades and it's like oh i feel like you know i feel like tony stark it's amazing yeah that that kind of stuff is just the you know or when it reminds you to do something that you forgot to do like this last video i said, you know. Opening a window, right? Somebody, my son like, loves to open windows. He's like, I want some fresh air. I'm like, yeah, but it's, it's 90 degrees and 100% humidity outside. It's that you just <laughs> made it worse. So it, you know, then it turns off the air conditioners. Just stuff like that where it's it's yeah. things that fit in and work reliably. That's the that's the stuff I like the most. Yeah,
0: that's there's cool so much job. you can do when the whole house is in one brain, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like, uh,
1: yeah. If you get silos
0: of, you know, lights can only do light things and, and all that, it just, yeah,
1: really extrins yeah. what the possibilities are. For sure. I mean, you know, it's I, that's why I, I, I love about Home Assistant is that everything can go into one if it's possible. And I just wish, you know, I've got a couple of brands of products I really love, but they don't have open APIs. Nobody's been able to hack them. I mean, that's what in, ends up usually happening somebody. You get a, a critical mass of enough users to get angry about it that they work together on a project to either you know reverse engineer an application and uh, you know, that happened with WISE, the WISE cameras. There was a whole yeah. thing with them. Yeah. That they, you know, they, they reverse engineered it and then all of a sudden they realized, oops, we're fifty percent of the API calls. Like ten thousand users were fifty percent of the API calls against the back end and it caused problems. And thankfully WISE worked with the community and and they they came to an understanding, but still it's yeah. like if you just had an API, we wouldn't have this problem.
2: <laughs> well, there's one way to create an API, right? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Hammer the crap out of them and then be like, Oh crap. Okay.
1: Maybe we should do this properly. I mean, every, everything has an API that it's cloud-based, right? It has to, That's what it does, but just not documented. So they figure out the documentation, they intercept tokens in the, in the traffic and stuff like that. So, yeah.
2: Yeah. Well then you can rate limit, you can start
1: doing things intelligently. Mm -hmm. Right. So, yeah, exactly. And so I'm a huge proponent. I, I mean, I absolutely love to play around with APIs. I've got, yeah, I have, overly, you know, I, I always joke joking my wife, these overly complicated systems that use like, you know, I've got code running in the cloud that will do something stupid. Like I use Notion uh, for yep. my, you know, second yep. brain, everything. And, yeah. it, you know, I've, that's what I was so angry about with I this IFTTT change is that I can tell Google, Hey, add this, you know, I say capture something and it puts yeah. it into Notion for me. I say, you know, new task and it adds its, it adds its Notion for, as a task list in a specific format that I like. Yeah. And it's like, now it's getting dumber. I'm like, I hate that. Why did they take that? Why are they taking that away? Oh That's brutal. In crypto, there's a saying,
0: not your keys, not your, well, not your crypto, right? Like, not your wallet, not your keys, not your crypto. It's similar to here, like, like, if you don't own the infrastructure um, yeah. and you don't you know, have that all running locally, it's not technically your.
1: It's not yours. Smart. It can be. Sorry. It can be taken away from you, or changed, or yep. legislated away in some cases, and just all of a sudden you don't have it. Yeah, that's yeah. Definitely a proponent of, of running anything local. Obviously, I have a ton of cloud stuff, but if I can run it local, I run it local. It's totally, totally. I mean, you. you but you mentioned
2: you have a. You know, you work at an electronics manufacturer, right? And and. You've got a in, uh, electrical engineering background. Do you do you put any of that to use in your personal life, like in the sense that do you build a lot of your own uh, devices using like an ESP32 or any of any of those kind of?
1: Yeah, yeah, I I do play around with a lot of that stuff. Uh, I'm also a, a a bad coder, but I can code stuff, and so uh, the yeah, you know, I, I so I I can put together something that's going to work. It's not going to be efficient. Uh, hey, hey
2: everyone! I just wanted to take a minute to talk about the Eufy Video Lock. It's a smart lock. That's really easy to set up with just a Phillips screwdriver and no extra drilling. It's got a keyless entry. So you don't need to worry about fumbling with the keys when your hands are full. Also, you don't need to worry about handing out extra keys. When you're in a pinch, your kids losing them or people copying the key and passing it around to each other. Something else I like about the Eufy video lock is that it has a camera built in and it works as a doorbell as well. Personally, I think the Eufy Video Lock is great for apartments or cottages where you can't necessarily add extra holes for a video doorbell. My favorite part about it though, is that there isn't a monthly fee and your recordings are locally stored. So you don't have to worry about someone else owning your doorbell data. You can find it on Amazon, or if you want to know more, search Eufy Video Lock, that's E-U-F-Y Video Lock, or visit eufyofficial.com slash lock to see how you can gain complete
1: control of your door. Behind me here, obviously if it's, if you're listening to audio, but I've got one of I've got Hyperion set up on this TV behind me. And so uh, you know that that uses a you know, combination of different things. So I did a video on that. I've got um, um, these lights under my monitors are controlled with an ESP32 that's running WLED. Nice. Uh, I've, I've got quite a few ESP home devices that I've played with, you know, yeah. I actually, um, I'm working with, uh, 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 a PCB manufacturer. It's a very simple PCB. I, des- I designed, for this one, but mm-hmm. it was actually, I designed, I put it together. It's really, I mean, it's, it's like four resistors and some, some, uh, terminals, but I was able to yeah. put that together for that and actually work first time. I was like, woohoo. That's so, cool. you know, I got that. So that's, yeah, yeah. I definitely like to play around with those, you know, that sort of stuff. Yeah. And um, and especially with the coding too, like I, I like to get in, like I said, mostly with what you consider like command line stuff, you know, API calls, JSON, you know, yeah. parsing JSON here or there. I wrote, a, I did a whole video with uh, um, SwitchBot, this uh, integration for SwitchBot using their cloud uh, API, which yeah. is pretty powerful. So you can control all the SwitchBot devices, which most of those now are controlled with Bluetooth yeah. locally, which you can do that as an option. But if you have a bigger house you can't reach some of the devices. So if you have their hub, you can actually communicate with the hub via their, their API. And this they have it fully documented, it's not one of those things you have to hack. They actually have the documentation. Interesting. Out Interesting. That's yeah. Neat. That's
0: yeah. Cool. What would you say is your party trick automation? Like if you're bringing over friends to the house and you wanted to show off your smart home, what's your go-to, Hey, my house does this. Does your house do that? I bet it
1: doesn't. Right. What would you, <laughs> yeah, what would you do? I, I don't, I don't have a party button. I thought about putting a party button in like uh uh, Parks and Recreation. They had the scene where they hit a yeah. button. And they hit <laughs> yeah. yeah, no. um I usually I just I'll just you know, hey, I'll turn these lights on, turn those lights on, open the shades. are the I, I just bought a bunch of those IKEA shades. Yeah. And cool, I've got an cool. upcoming video on those. It just makes you feel the coolest thing ever. When they work. <laughs> when they work. I was together. gonna
2: ask because yeah. I was I was looking at those. My my wife wants to put a couple of roller shades in, so I was like, okay, I might as well do the IKEA ones because those are Zigbee based, right? They're part of the yep. track. No,
1: no, they're well, yes, I'm sorry, they are Zigbee based. Yes, they're, they're Zigbee based. They're, they're they're battery powered Zigbee based. Yeah. They're very well designed. They use this little like, you know, it's a it's a proprietary battery, but it's just charged over micro USB. And you can you buy a couple of them. You can just swap them out. Yeah, uh, they're they're great. The problem is is I don't know if I don't know if it's just because I'm using Zigbee to MQTT to control them, but sometimes they seem to go to sleep and not wake up. So either you have to say so. I've got them grouped together in a cover group, and I'll say yeah. you know I'll tell the assistant to open them, yeah. and three will open and one will just sit there, or one will go and stop, and you're like. Hell. So yeah. I'm I'm currently working on some code to make a virtual cover device, and then basically that'll be the set point. So I say open to fifty percent, and then what it will do is it'll tell them to open, and then it'll pull them. And if they're not open at the right position, then it'll tell them to do it again and just repeat about three times until they. So right, right, right. You know, right. like this morning that's I a walked good downstairs way to do it, actually. Like I really yeah. That's up. yeah. If I can figure it out, I, I've basically created a virtual MQTT device, and then I've got a. I don't want to beat it to death because if I beat it to death, it'll run the batteries down. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it's one of the things that my wife has learned to like give the command two or three times to finally get that one to wake up. It's every so often, like this morning, one of my shades wasn't responding. I had to go pull the battery out, put it back in again. And then as soon as I put the battery back in again, it literally opened, stopped, closed, opened. Like it had gotten all the commands queued for it. It was weird. So I have a feeling it's the way it sleeps. It may, it may be one of those things where, the community might figure out, oh, it's got a different sleep schedule. than, hmm. Like the That's Xiaomi devices, when they first came out, they have a different sleep number, like the Aqara devices. Yeah. Those have a different sleep schedule than most devices do, so they would fall off the network really easily. I think they fixed yeah. it now, but... When it first when they first came out it was like they were not reliable on a third party hub. You had to use the, the main
2: hub. I wonder if because they I think the I think IKEA does put out firmware updates for a lot of their stuff. I think it's a little hard mm-hmm. to find because I forget how or why I was looking it up, but
1: actually it's integrated into Zigbee to MQTT now. They actually can do oh, the do they, they? Vel-
2: Oh that's cool. Yeah, it does. I know
1: that. Yeah, actually and that's one of the markers in the device is it'll tell you if there's an update available. And that's probably what it is. You're actually absolutely right. It does say in there for quite a few of these devices, um, update available.
2: Yeah, because that might be that might be a, potentially the fix for it, right? Because yeah, if you're yeah. running into it, chances are other folks have too, right? Just with yeah,
1: that's a good point. Yeah, you probably update the firmware. You have yeah. to. Yeah, it's just, and that's one of those like modern phrases. I have to update the firmware on my shades. Yeah, yeah <laughs> like right? what? I mean, oh crap! I can't yeah. use my my coffee pot because it's 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 gotta connect to my Wi-Fi network. I
0: have to yeah. download a software update to have my coffee yeah. this morning, right?
2: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <sighs> there's so many stupid ones too, right? There's, there's also like fridges and like... <laughs> oh, yeah, I know.
1: Yeah. Washers right. and dryers and stuff. It's like, uh Yeah. I, I've got mine automated, but it's only... I, I just have... I pull information from the washer and dryer. I don't like give it commands. I just have sensors on them. Yeah. Like, you know, I don't want to turn my... I don't want to see how my dryer is doing. Oh, you've got 15 minutes left in your dry cycle. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tell me when it's done.
0: So, yeah, exactly. Tell me when it's done. Then I'll take some
1: action. Don't bother it me. Remind me care. to... Yeah. I mainly did that. I, I put it in for my washing machine to remind me to move it over to the dryer because there'd be times where you come back two days later and you're like, oh my God, I forgot to move yep. it over. It stinks. Oh, yeah, i got to wash there. it all over again. Yeah. <laughs> then you've to square one. Yes. Yes. Yeah. But yeah. I've also, I, I, I've i been really getting into Docker and Portainer and, and stuff a lot as well. That's a, I think nice. that's a big future. Uh, you know, uh, I think a lot of people don't want to touch that because it seems very complicated. But, uh, uh, you know, one of the ones is the new, y- why somebody built a Wise Bridge. It runs in Docker that does uh, – will actually convert the stream. I don't know how they did it, but they'll actually convert the stream to RTSP and allow you to pull wise cameras, Yeah, even local only. They actually have an option to do mm. local only, and it's like it may or may not work depending on the firmware, but it, if, it will basically go yeah. – if it can pull the local stream, it'll do local stream first, and then it will go cloud stream um, from there. So it's it's pretty yeah. – it's a good project. Like That's interesting. They're working I found –
0: a similar project for uh real cameras. Um I was mm-hmm. randomly God, I don't know how I got onto it, like the Google trial. I think I went to Google to home assistant community and then off to some random GitHub repo. But yeah, there's a few like it's exact does exactly the same thing, right? Takes a you know, the uh Real Link camera stream that goes to the cloud, converts it into RTSP and away you go. Put it wherever you need Yeah.
1: I mean that's yeah. that's one of the nice things about having an open source community is that People that are, are are actual programmers, actual coders can figure that stuff out. People yeah. who yeah. design these things. I actually worked yeah. on a project at my, at my last job where we were designing a camera. And it's so funny how much you're like, oh, yeah, like we're buying parts that are actually in the wise cameras. Like it's all – it's not like when these yeah. people – nobody greenfields a project. Nobody goes out there and builds a camera and 100% of the components are bespoke. They're yeah. using technology from here. They're using sensors from there, and so a lot of times, they'll people will reverse engineer it and go, "Oh, I can just flash this firmware on that camera, and we're off and yeah, running." Yeah. So
0: it's a bit like um, Inception, right? Like you get to see the layers of, mm-hmm. of hardware. Yeah. I see it all the time in software, you know, but then in hardware, you go, "Huh, oh, that little chip there is the same thing used over here, and I can just buy it on AliExpress for this oh, mount." Okay, fine. Yeah.
2: Oh, I was going to say, there's only so many manufacturers of, mm-hmm. um,
1: yeah. Exactly. And it's too expensive for you to go out and build your own. No, nobody wants to design their own encoder board for video. Like, why would yeah, you want no. to do that? That's just, no. it, you'd sink your project right then and there.
2: Yeah. Yeah. You don't, don't, don't reinvent the wheel, right? Yeah. So for sure. But that's uh that's pretty neat. Anything else you're up to?
1: Uh, just, what, I what are some he, of your
2: future aspirations? Let's, let's try that one.
1: Well, you know, uh, so I, I'm currently where uh, my, my, my current, I hopefully one of these days I can make this a full-time gig. I'm working for a startup now and you know, that that's a lot of work. But at one day that they may go public and, and I can cash out and what move on and maybe just do this permanently. I, I really like doing, yeah. I like helping people. I, one of the things I joked with the, with the guys at Wise, I'm like, you guys should pay me for tech support because I'm answering people's questions. Like my <laughs> most popular video is my review of the Wise V3 camera and people ask questions and I'm, I'm trying to always answer everybody's questions. And so it's like, I've gotten a lot of like, you know, yeah, how does this work? Can this work like this? And so like, hey, you guys should pay me for tech support. <laughs> yeah. But they send me enough gear. It's probably fine. <laughs> Yeah, just keep doing that yeah just to so yeah i mean i think i think that i uh, you know i would i, I yeah my my, so my main goal is really to help people learn this stuff you know i really encourage like my neighbors and stuff they always come over and ask me actually my my neighbor right across the street just had an issue where his uh washing machine leaked like the the hose broke on the back mm-hmm. of his washing machine and it ended up like he was in his garage yeah. pulling the ceiling out of his garage because it was all covered in water. Yeah, and exactly. I was like, Oh, you need to get a shutoff valve. And he, and I were talking out in the driveway the other day. That's I actually, one of my first videos was, uh, about the, the one of the retrofit shutoff valves for the water. So, you know, I've yeah. got it tied to a handful of leak and was thankfully, you know, never had to use it, but it's there. Yeah. And like stuff like that would just make, you know, okay. It gives you that little bit of extra, uh, you know, uh, sense of comfort that you know that if it leaks, it's going to shut off or if you find a leak, you can shut it off. Same thing with gas, right? You want to have a gas sensor. Oh, I left my, oh, I left the stove on or I left the uh, range on. I want to, you know, get alerted about it. So things like that, I think are going to be super, I think having that sort of stuff in every home is going to be big. So,
2: yeah.
0: Have you had any false positives with the water flood detectors? Like I want to put a, like a shutoff valve in, but I would be conscious that I would, And it's the same thing why I don't have a siren, right? Like as soon as I get a false positive and Mm -hmm. the water gets shut off, I'm going to cause more
1: inconvenience than what it's worth. I actually haven't had any false positives. I'm using the Acara water sensors and they're pretty, my my biggest concern is that are they working, right? Yes. (laughs) And so every so often I, I try to go back and, you know, take one and put it, you know, on the, on the sink top and see if it's, if it gets set off and then making sure the automation, right. The same thing with like my smoke detectors, right there, I've got yeah. the smoke detectors wired into a relay so that I can pull, you know, if they go off, I'll get notifications, nice. but I don't test it often enough to know if it's actually working or not. And so it's, I, mean, I need to yeah. you know, put that in my, on my task list every three months is to test, make sure the smoke detectors are still, you know, the, the detect smoke detector, detector is working, you know, Uh, but yeah, the, actually the funny thing about my shutoff valve was for a while there, it was showing up in, um, in my, my Google assistant. And so it was in the basement rooms. That's where it is in the basement. And so you'd say shut down the basement to turn off the TV and stuff down when the kids are done. And it would turn the water off off your
2: main. And I'm like,
1: (laughs) uh, oops. Um, uh, Oh yeah, but then I could tell Google to turn yeah. back on the water, so that's the nice thing too. It's like, oh, I'll turn back on the water, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, sure. So that's yeah, the same a, with the a retrofit on like an mm-hmm. existing valve. Yeah, the I I picked the it's by it was by Dome, um, which is, yeah. is a Z Wave. Yeah, and it requires AC mains to, to power it because it's a giant. You know, it's very powerful. Like, it'll break your finger oh. off if you're not careful. So, and it yeah. just it just actuates the quarter turn valve. Um, nice, and yeah. so and it's really. I mentioned it in the video, but it, my, my mine's really weird because it's pex, right? So it's it's the plastic stuff. But they ran a piece of rebar like to stabilize the pex where it goes into the ground, and it's got a piece of rebar that sticks up, and it almost sticks up by the valve. So like I had to like get, there's only one specific position I could get it in to where it would be behind the rebar, but it would still be able to actuate the valve. But it, it works, like it works pretty well. But it's one of those things where it's like okay, like that should almost be like standardized, right? You should almost every everybody you, know, you have a shutoff valve for your gas. You know, even I mean, not necessarily yeah. electricity, but like you know, it's nice to be able to have that sort of stuff. You know, you're starting to see smart breakers come out now. I was going to say, sink. yeah, I'm pretty sure
0: Yeah, smart breakers. Yeah, right? like yeah.
1: Makes sense. I, I, well, it's it's interesting because
2: there's some. So, like for me, for example, I don't have a quarter turn valve. I have an actual like
1: oh tap style same. like for yeah. my
2: for my water main, and and there's nothing that has a.
1: You could, I mean, you probably just. A, Ret- can, you could you could call a plumber and have them replace it with a quarter turn, probably.
2: Yeah, realist, but realistically, I mean, f- problem is I got to shut off the the water from the city and like mm-hmm. do all that. So it's by the time all of that happens, I'm spending like eight hundred dollars.
1: Yeah, you could yeah. you actually could turn off your own water. Out in the, I, I I had a time where we ha- I helped a friend move into their house and they forgot to call the water department and they had no water in their house and so I was able to like. Oh. Turn on the water for them and say, "Okay, call them Monday morning and tell them you turn it on at ten fifteen in the morning on Saturday." Right? I don't want it, I don't want somebody <laughs> exactly. knocking on my door saying, "Hey, what are you doing? Stealing water from us?" So, but yeah, yeah. that's that, that's the problem too. Is things like that? There's no way, right? You, you, there'd be no way to, to 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 automate that without making something custom to to spin yeah. that valve around. So, and yeah, people yeah. And they actually have ones you can cut in too. You can actually replace the entire valve with a smart valve, but then that just like. I liked having, you know, everything I have has, I, I don't replace, I propose the switches. Right. So I have a manual way of turning on my lights. Like that would be the absolute yeah. worst thing to walk in and have no lights and you can't turn them on. Like, yeah. Uh.
2: Well, well, same. That's why I, I wouldn't, I would always want to retrofit. I mm-hmm. would never want a native thing. What happens when, you know, power goes out? What happens yeah. when like, whatever, right? Stuff happens, right? Your, your home assistant instance is down, whatever. So great. Well, I can't break this thing open and and open it. Right? Yeah. Like so that anything problem.
1: safety rated, you want to have redundancies. I, I, I used to work in, in industrial automation, and yeah. it was like the levels of redundancies in in, in in like safety stuff, like emergency stop buttons. It's it's stupid. Like, but it makes sense, right? Yeah, you wouldn't want to have it where when you hit that, it doesn't yeah. shut the you know that that's that's the button, right? You want to have that button to shut things off if it's bad enough.
2: Yeah, and and typically a hard cut, like
1: mm-hmm. break, <laughs> yeah. break the yep. wire. Like, yep. exactly, exactly. That's one of the things like you see future stuff, like, you know, cyberpunk and things like that, where you have all the you know, implanted gear. That would be the thing that freaked me out is like, I'd want to, I'd want to something I could turn off where it's like, if it's going haywire, I, I don't want anything you can't turn off. Right. So yeah. Implanted implanted stuff would be cool, but you want to be able to turn it off when it it, it goes haywire.
2: <laughs> yeah. Again, just wear a helmet instead instead of having it in your
1: brain, right? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I, I'm, 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 I, want, I want the smart contacts. I'm, I'm waiting for those. I, I want that. That would be pretty cool. I still think smart yeah, glasses. Will, like, I still think smart glasses have a place. Like, I know Google Glass tanked because it was goofy looking, but like, I'm I'm ready for that. You know, I I want to see the smart glass technology. I think that's will be huge when that when that actually gets perfected. I
0: don't know. I saw a YouTube yeah. video
1: of um,
0: like. Uh, I think it was like a, an interpretation of what, you know, like the future will be like with this blend of virtual reality and everything, right? And this guy's got his glasses on and he's walking around in the supermarket and everything's, you know, purple and flashing at him and the battery dies in his glasses and they take it off and, you know, everything goes away. Um, and it's, you know, bland and boring. Then the glasses come back on and advertising starts coming back at him. Like, ah, oh, is that the world we really want? Like where advertising is just going to be <laughs> at, in my eyes and I just can't, you know get rid of. So. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It's uh, but apparently a lot of people are working on the whole smart contacts and smart, again, more smart glasses. I heard Google might kick it off again. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm confusing that with some other article, but like I was reading on something saying that uh, a lot of this stuff is, potentially coming back
0: um so ryan okay, what else are you so you've, got your, you've done your future plans is there any anything else that you'll you know, have a need to to do like how are you using i guess how's the family finding home assistance? They have uh
1: i mean you? My, the the yeah i've i've actually made the joke that i need to start so you know i'm an it director of my day job i need to start a service desk you know help desk for home so when people have questions yeah. about stuff, we, we've, we've jokingly said, cause I have grandparents come over and watch the kids and stuff like that. Like we almost have a manual for the house that explains to people yeah. how to, how to use it, you know, uh, but I, for it's pretty easy nowadays, but my, 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 kids, of course my, my oldest loves all the stuff. Uh, I, I was actually, I did, uh, I put led strips under his bed for for one, for a video. And he absolutely loves it. Right. He can hit a button and it syncs to music. And you know, the, and so he, he loves that. And yeah. you know, we've used a lot of like smart lights for his to wake him up in the morning. Like he's got a light that turns green when he can wake up and get, come out of his room. Obviously yeah, now he, he can, not. he's old enough. He can read a clock, but before he could read a clock, it was like, the light green, you know, cause he'd, be, he'd wake up in the middle of the night and be like, okay, it's time to get up. Like, no, no, it's not. You need to go back to sleep. So yeah. there's definitely a lot of stuff you can do for a family. Uh, that's helpful to have. Uh, when my twins were, were newborns, we used a lot of tech it's like you know, you walk into the room and it would bring the lights up just a little bit enough so you could see and change diapers and nice you know so that you
2: don't wake them up
1: and stuff like that yeah, yeah. so you yeah. you could get in there and check on one of them and not wake the other one up or mostly for us so we could you know you don't want to walk yeah. in and get blinded because you know got to go change a diaper you want to have it real dim and, yeah. you know did you did even you do for any a while. colored
2: lights or anything like red lights or um, something like that to-
1: no it was mostly just the uh, just just a a, 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 a white light uh, and just come up dim. You know, one of the ones that you can control the white balance. So it's like, it yeah, comes yeah. up really warm, dim, Yellow, uh, yeah. you know, that sort of stuff, which is, it's nice. Uh, my wife really isn't a fan of the RGB lights. So we, we keep those to a minimum. <laughs> we're, we're, we're olds, so you know, we're, we're, so we're, we're, <laughs> we're not, we're not, uh you know, RGB stuff's not cool for us, but you know, look at yeah, my it's house nice on to straight.
0: And it looks like a disco,
1: So <laughs> I know we actually have a neighbor over here that I, I haven't had a chance to talk to, but he's got, uh, Either got LED strips, or he's got. He went out and bought some commercial versions that are up there, but he's got uh, different colored LED lights. And of course, every so often, I look over there, and half of them are off. I'm like, oh, he's having problems with his power supply. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there's there's
2: a guy at the uh, at the end of my street, and every Halloween, you'll see like this this person goes insane for Halloween, right? And uh, to the point where I'm pretty sure everything is plugged into one, maybe two outlets. Oh, God. And and again, and, and there's blowers, there's lights, there's oh, huh. all of it, right? Yeah. And you'll just see it start to like essentially just be like, uh, just start like fluttering almost. <laughs> you're like, okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think you're trying a little too much power there.
1: Yeah, probably. It's like you go over there and the, the cord's melting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, it's on man, fire it's, smoking. It's insane, but...
0: What version of yeah, LED strip lights did you use in your
1: kids' bed? Uh, like, the wise it was a, there was actually the wise uh, LED strips because that was the that was what the video was on was the wise ah, LED strips. So nice. you know I get contacted by a lot of companies for cameras and LED strips. Yeah. Everybody, you do one video and all of a sudden it's like, hey, yeah. review our camera. And like I don't, yeah, I just did one on Re- I just did a real link one on the, the their new duo series, yeah. which is pretty cool. Um, but you know, I don't want to do reviews all the time. I like doing the more like, you know, how to guides, but you know, the reviews pay the bills as a, to say so. Sure. But yeah, the, 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 the wise strips were pretty good. Um, obviously they're not extendable. You know, they're limited on the power supply. That's the one thing I've discovered when I got into LED stuff. It's like, it's the power supply that that's your, your limiter, right? You can only go so many strips with a tiny power supply. So I've got quite a few of like the big power supplies. Like, you know, this thing behind me has got, you know, a ton of lights in it, ton of LEDs. High density, so it's like you know a bunch of stuff there. My 3D printer's got you know, a W or WS twenty eight twelve lights on it, so you, you, yeah, you can show the status of the 3D print with a status bar at the top with the lights. So that's so cool. cool. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty neat. It's like it, it's it's fun to be able to kind of see that. You're like, uh, it's almost done. Yeah, you, know, you can see it's got a couple a couple pixels left to go. That's pretty cool. So
0: if someone's coming up to you right now and they're gonna say, Ryan, how do I get like this smart home stuff happening? What's your Number 1 tip 21 new coming into the smart home space. What would you what advice would you want to pass on to them?
1: I I the usual I usually ask them kind of what's your biggest problem? What's the problem you want to solve? Cuz a lot of people want to get into it cuz of the shininess like, "Oh, this is really cool." Like, no, 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 you need to find a problem and solve it because that will give you the biggest win and then you'll well, I want to continue down the path because when you struggle with a, a, an issue, you're like, "Okay, but I'm still on the path of solving this problem," you know, whether it's my kids leave the light on. Like that was one of the ones I did th- this bathroom back here behind me. It's got a bunch of, you know, it's got like a sconce or something in there. And my kid would leave, he would leave the light on and shut the door. And I'd come back and be a hundred degrees in there. And it's like 165 Watts of power consumed. And so it's yeah. like, okay, that's his problem to solve. You know, so I solved that problem. Uh, my, yeah. my cousin who actually lives right across the street from me, she she came me the other day she's like I've got somebody working on my house and he keeps leaving my front door unlocked like, what do I do well okay well, right. you, can, you know, get a smart lock and slap it up you know don't go full bore all the, you know, right at the beginning like you're not gonna buy into anything I see these guys on like the home assistant subreddit they're like I just bought my house and they have like a box of switches yeah like, they're gonna replace every everywhere like that's too much you're gonna you're you're gonna get halfway through that project yeah. and quick because you're like something's wrong it's like find one thing, fix the problem, move on to the next thing. And then eventually you're going to go, I really wish that when I leave my house, it locks the door and it turns off my air conditioner. And then that's when you, that's when you'll discover home assistant and go, Oh yeah, I can tie this to this, you know, because home assistant can seem really daunting when you first start up. Like you start up to a blank screen. What the hell do I do now? I've got, you know, you know, it's all of a sudden discovered my TVs. So why would I want my TVs in home assistant? And then you you kind of, run down that path so it's it's definitely i tell people start with one or two things and then get then get hooks right then your wallet's empty at that stage like, yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. don't look back know. and I see got...
0: how much all those little no. steps cost you no. don't do that no exactly it's, it's, it's the that's gateway
1: I, right yeah it, exactly get get a couple things under your belt get a get a google get an alexa be like okay i'm gonna you know oh my god i can control this light like that's what i helped somebody with like i can turn my light off my lamp off with the thing like and then you're like i want every light in the house to be controlled and then, <laughs> then you're done for right
2: yeah yeah it's but, but but it's almost it's it's a nice like it's nice seeing that like come to fruition right like as they start small and then grow mm-hmm. and grow and then th- it gets to the point where they're looking for problems to solve yes and then yeah. it's like okay that you you've, you've kind of hit the, the, the that that Part where you're like, okay, you're, I'm good. Like this is a smart house now, like, because it's, it's again, it's like, what's to say, like beauty is in the eye of the beholder, whatever. Like Mm -hmm. smart, smart life is in the eye of of the beholder here in this case, right? That's
1: yeah. I mean, it could be anything from a simple, like I can control this and this with Google, to like the people that put in control four systems in their house. You're like, yeah, that is a smart house, but that's you know, expensive. They're really (laughs) expensive. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah exactly. that, that's what people always come. I mean, that's the thing people come and they, they go, I want, I want everything automated. What do I need to do? And I'm like, go buy control four. And they're like, why? Like, because if you want it to work, you're going to have to spend a ton of money. If you want to play with it and fix things, of course it works 90% yeah. of the time, 95% of the time, Yeah. but it's, you know, there's still 5% of the time that you're going to have to be. So if you're not tech savvy, don't get into it because you're going to be, you know, this one offline, I got to update this firmware. You're going to get bugged by it. So make it simple to start with, or or you, if you want to go with the crazy stuff.
2: Yeah. It's going to take care and feeding, right? Is, is essentially Mm -hmm. what it is. Right. It's
1: like everything, right? It's like having a windows computer. You you can't just run a windows computer. You have to update the software. You have to, you know, it's, Everything in technology takes something. Not,
2: not if you ask my wife. It's uh, it's not going to reboot. We're not, we're not going to reboot it ever. And we're not <laughs> going to update <laughs> it ever. <laughs> and, and, it, that's, that's, and as somebody that's in, yeah. that's in IT security as well, like our information security, it's like, oh, my God, please. please. So, like, I'll, I'll literally go in once a month and just update her machine, <laughs> reboot mm-hmm. it. And like, that's, all right.
1: that's one of the things I've learned is, like, you just pick a day and do it. That's one of the things that we, yeah. we do is, like, you know, uh, put a pop-up on everybody's computer saying it's Tuesday. So tonight your computer's going to reboot. Cause I had engineers that would be like, yeah. no, you can't reboot my computer. Cause I'm out running code. I'm like, don't run code on Tuesday nights. Done. Right. Problem solved. <laughs> <laughs> Cause I, I would have engineers that would have computers. They wouldn't reboot for a year. And yeah. I'm like, no, no, absolutely not. Because what's going to happen is you're going to do something. It's going to explode and you're going to come to me for help. And I'm like, well, that was your fault for not updating it. You know? Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's funny. I'm running a most up-to-date computer. Don't worry about me. Um, I'll just uh, ignore this conversation. That's,
1: right. that's the that's the one you have to worry about when they say "Don't worry about me." You're like you're the one I need to worry about, aren't you? Yeah, that's yeah. It.
0: What is your hardware preference for home assistant at the moment? Are you thinking of moving over to a home assistant yellow or have you got like a, a nice beefy server already to run it on?
1: Yeah. So I've, I like having redundancy. Um, I ha- so I have a, a Intel NUC running my, my home server. So Plex, I've got a, a media box that runs all of my backups and, you know, something obscene like 16 terabytes of storage across a bunch of like just plugged in hard drives, right? Nothing like I don't have a NAS or anything like that. It's just like individual hard drives. Um, but so I can actually run a virtual, so that's running Proxmox for a hypervisor. So I'm able to run multiple VMs on there. I do have a home assistant running on there, but I like to have redundancy in case the server goes down. So it's running on, I have a a Pi, a eight gig Pi 4B, with the solid state drive. And that's my home assistant instance. And so it's working pretty nice. well. I mean, it, it, I have to restart it every so often. I just moved my ZigBee to MQTT to it and that's caused a little extra strain and it's, it's having to be restarted more often. So I might move it back out. It was actually running on a pie in here. I have something like eight raspberry Pis in my house. So <laughs> nice. this whole, this whole shortage of raspberry Pis has been hard on me. I, it's, I got a lot of projects that <laughs> use raspberry Pis, and I'm like, like desperately trying to pull them out of other uh, other projects, so I can keep. Them. I'm not paying 150 bucks for Raspberry Pi, so that's right. Well,
2: that's well I mean, if there's stuff you can move off to ESP, then that might be.
1: Yeah, they're distributing
2: yeah. your 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 workload there, right? So yeah.
1: Well, that's what I went from the the I was using. I can't remember what project it was that it was it was using Bluetooth tracking using uh, Raspberry Pi Ws, and so I deployed you know five Ws throughout the house, and that was great but that became unreliable because of Bluetooth masking and stuff like that. And then I, I started getting involved with the um, ESP presence project and playing around with that. Yeah. So the, I actually yeah. talk with the, I put a video out about it and then the dev contacted me and we can, I work together on a couple of things and that's been really cool nice. and really nice to be able to, to have that project, you know, have those ESPs as long as my, my network, then, it, then you get, then it's your network becomes the the problem. So I, I've been, I've yeah. been gutting my network recently. Um, I'm, one of the fortunate few that have two gig Google fiber in my house. So I've got Whoa.
2: two. Oh, that's right.
1: Cause they standard, they started in Kansas. Uh huh. Yeah. We started in Kansas city, Kansas, Kansas, Kansas. And then they actually did oh, all right. of the Kansas city. They did, they did the entire Kansas city metro area. So I have, I've had one gig for a while, but now I have two gig fiber and I tell people don't get it because it's wow. not, unless you're ready to gut your network and put in two gig switches, It's, it's there's not, there's no point to do it. So, but I, of course, I've done that though. I mean, I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready. Let's do it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's expensive though, man. I I have, I have, I have like, I just went That's to cool. a That's um, really deep. Uh, ESP, not um, OpenSense uh, oh, firewall. Yeah. I just put one of those in because the gear that Google gives you, you think that, that Google give you good gear for two the two gigs? It's crap. It's terrible. It can't handle more than a handful of devices, which is like, this is your people are going to be using this for high tier stuff. Why would you be giving them junk hardware? So, yeah. 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 I mean, but who the hell's going to be getting, yeah. why, why would you have two gig bandwidth if you're not going to be able to utilize it? Like, it just doesn't make any sense. Like, uh, it's got one two gig port on the back of the device. It's, it makes no sense. So, but it is nice to be able to have like, you know, I, I am no longer like my son's playing Xbox and he downloads an update. It's like, yep, that's not my fault. It's going at hundred megabits per second. Like it would go faster, but Microsoft slowing me down. Wow. That's, that's a good problem to have. Yeah, it is. It is. It's, it's nice. It's, it's nice to basically just be like, yeah, I have, I have, inter- I have the internet. I don't have to worry about bandwidth. There's no such <laughs> thing as bandwidth. I just, I have access to the internet. It's fine. It's good. <laughs> so <laughs> lucky, but lucky it, for yeah. Yeah. And that's what it's one of the, one of the few good things about living, living in Kansas City is that we get go to get Google fiber. So, and it, it crashed the fiber price in Kansas City. Funny. Like. AT and T fiber is eighty dollars a month for one gig. Like everybody has to compete with Google Fiber. That's the one nice thing about it. Was it took the in on the business side, right? It it, it limited you can't you can't charge five thousand dollars for gig fiber anymore because you can go get Google for two fifty. Like why, why would you do that? So it's, it's forced, it's forced the price of internet down in Kansas city, which has been really nice.
0: Well, Ryan, I think we're going to call it there. I, yeah, as I said, we've had to stop and start this recording a couple of times
1: today. (laughs) So I have no idea how long we've been talking for
0: probably too long. Um, But we're going to leave links to your YouTube channel. Any other socials
1: that people can follow you on as well. That's pretty much it. That's where I, I I have other things, but mostly it points back to there. I've considered doing te- doing some short form videos, yeah. but it's hard to do like it's hard to do like how to how to videos in one minute or two minutes. And, yeah, you know,
0: you need the extra detail and clarity yeah. that you just can't get. Yeah. in that time. Yeah.
1: Right. Uh, so I thought about doing some quick tip stuff, but it's yeah, it's hard to, hard to do detailed explanations. And I also hate vertical video. So <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> ever, no I, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a curmudgeon. I, I hate vertical. I hate vertical video. It I get it. No like if you're on the phone, <laughs> but like, I just absolutely detest it. And I, I do. Like, I've got drones now, yeah. now. All my drones come with they'll, they'll flip vertically. And I'm like, Ugh! <laughs> All right.
0: Well, we'll leave links in the show notes. Um, Ryan, thank you so much for the time. Really appreciate
1: it. I, hey, this was a lot of fun. Thank you so much. Anytime you need a filler, just let me know. <laughs> we'll do, for I, sure. free yeah. I, I love talking yeah. this stuff. So, That's thank great. you guys. Cheers
0: if you want to share your home assistant journey or come on as a guest reach out to us at feedback at haspodcast.io that's h-a-s-s
2: podcast.io the home assistant podcast is hosted by phil hawthorne and myself rohan Karamandy for links to topics we discussed today check out our show notes on haspodcast.io.